This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? You better visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That is 208-467-7468. Welcome everyone to the Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith. You guys get ready to laugh, maybe cry, but most definitely be inspired. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited. Today we have Hannah Abad. She was actually here. Episode six, you can go back and check out that episode. That episode was all about how to overcome the identity crisis epidemic and finding your self-worth. And you guys, that episode was full of so many nuggets that will bless your life. So go check that episode out when you get a chance. But this episode, I'm so excited to have her back. You guys, she's been in the coaching space for 10 years. Um, She works specifically with high performing, high achievers who have typically hit burnout and don't really know why or what that roadblock is. So Hannah is very skilled in helping them weave through and work through what really is the thing blocking them from even more success in all areas of their life, not just business. So Hannah, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to have you here because the last two episodes that we just did, um, I had two dear girlfriends share their stories with me and they're actually very successful women. And we know in business, there are things that come up and we don't know why we're hitting a wall. And those two women specifically have, and actually even other episodes that I've interviewed women on, they have experienced some sort of trauma in their life, um, mm. in their past, in their childhood. And so honestly, I'm so excited to be able to help more women understand maybe why they're stuck and what give them tools and tips and tricks to be able to come out of that and and then flourish in all areas of their life. So yeah. I just can't wait. Just just <laughs> let's go, you know. I'm like, let's give go. it to let's us. Do it. <laughs> what do we need to do? Fix all of us. What do we need to do? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, there's it's not about fixing. Um, it's about healing. But yeah, absolutely. So I don't know what, what would you, what would you like to start with first? Like, what is your first, there's so much we could talk about. There's so much I could say on this topic. I could go for like four hours. I know. And that's what I love about you. You're full (laughs) of so much wisdom. So, okay. I guess, I guess kind of, I mean, obviously don't 
say anything you can't say, but like give us an example of a high achiever who is mm-hmm. very successful, but then has gotten stuck. And what have you done? Like what, like I'm trying to give examples. Like let's give examples of, of, a, of a client that possibly you've had in the past. Where yeah. were they? What was going on? And how do we get them out? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, I, I really recognized uh, this pattern within my clients, um, which it should have been a really duh moment for me because it was this, it was the same experience that I had in my life as I was working through the identity piece with all of my clients, which like you said, if you go back to episode six, you can hear about just how a loss of identity leads to just confusion across the board in your life and confusion is the enemy of execution, which is why you can't like execute excellence within your business, within your personal life, when you're in a state of confusion. And I started recognizing this pattern of unaddressed pain or trauma. So I could really pull examples from any one of my clients, honestly, Um, because trauma, and I use that word carefully because first of all, I think it's a massive buzzword. Mm -hmm. Um, So I honestly... There's a part of me that wants to shy away from it, but you've got to call a spade a spade, right? It is what it is. Um, This, this generation that we're in, there's, there is a lot of trauma that exists, but I think it's important to understand what trauma actually is first and foremost, and it can come in many different forms. Um, It can be the stuff that we typically think of as traumatic, whether it's physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse. Um, spiritual abuse, like, you know, there's so many ways for people to experience that. There's also just the trauma of like traumatic events, like a car accident or um, a national disaster, like 9-11, like there's trauma encompassed within that. Um, They're also really uh, under the radar forms of trauma or pain, things that are inherited generationally. And I could go on and on and on about that. But really quickly, like trauma literally imprints within our bodies. It affects our literal DNA and our makeup. So for some people, for some clients, we've been working into it and I'm seeing all the indicators of pain. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing all the roadblocks that indicate there's pain that they're carrying that hasn't been taken care of, that hasn't been addressed. There's trauma that has not been healed. And they're going, Hannah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't, I can't identify anything. And the thing is knowing that trauma or pain imprints on our DNA, it means that things can happen in generations before you that never directly happened to you that previous generations, like your mom or your dad, they didn't find healing. They didn't address it. And it literally imprints into your DNA. Mm -hmm. So you are carrying trauma Mm -hmm. that you don't even know about because it's from previous generations. And we come from like there's something really powerful about generations before us where they were incredibly tough, incredibly strong. They were overcomers, which I applaud them for that. They did not buy into the victim mentality, but as with anything, um, there needs to be balance. And with this generation that overcame so much, a lot of them avoided doing this work, like how they managed to cope, how they managed to move forward was just going, that's too painful. I can't deal with that. And they press through. Yeah. And now we are unpacking that and doing the work. Yeah. Um, Do you find too, like shame comes in there? Like 
they're oh, like, I goodness, don't want to address yes. the work because like, I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. Like, I don't Absolutely. even want to say that out loud that that happened. And I feel like they're the generation truly, like, I don't know. I mean, I grew up, I grew up with therapy. So like therapy mm-hmm. is okay. Like as a very small child, like yeah. we would go to therapy. So like I, we grew up that way, but I feel like that's not normal and that people, right the generations before us, they really see therapy as like, you are screwed up instead yeah, it, of it's it actually like with, helpful. Yeah. It was equated with brokenness. Yeah. Like there's something wrong with you. You weren't strong enough. You weren't resilient enough. And that very word resilience, um, I think is really imperative to this conversation because, okay, I'm going to take me for instance. Um, I've been through a lot Uh, and it took me a long time to actually recognize that and say that because I avoided feeling like I didn't want to, first of all, take on the victim mentality, which I encourage. I do not in this conversation want to promote the victim mentality because we are not victims. We are survivors. We're overcomers, but you do not need to be a victim. Um, but I had so many people tell me they would hear about my life experiences. So like really, really quick synopsis. I had multiple cases of sexual abuse in my past. Um, I had traumatic events like massive car accident that completely changed my life. And it was traumatic. I was alone. I was overseas. There's so much. Um, I went into cardiac arrest when I was 22 and I was away from home and by myself, like I could go on and on about this weird stacking of traumatic events. Um, and people are like, oh my goodness, you're incredible. You're so resilient. That word was, I was labeled with that word a lot. And the disconnect for me was internally, I would, I mean, I would hear that in my head. I would hear that input. I'm like, wow, thank you so much for seeing me that way. But it felt so fraudulent internally because internally I felt like I was hanging on by a thread. Mm. I felt like I could snap at any moment and the effort and energy that it was taking to hold on, to push through, to overcome, to continue to function as a high performing, high achieving individual. I was like, I could literally fall apart at any moment. And that is, that does not feel resilient. Cause when you think about the word resilience, like there's this malleability, there's this flexibility, there's this adaptability to it. And I was like, I don't feel adaptable. I feel like the next thing that goes wrong could be the end of me. Right. And that's not resilience. And so, yeah, those previous generations, I would say that they're really strong. They were overcomers, but they were not resilient because the second they would think about touching into that pain and actually seeking healing, it was like, nope too much. That's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. I can't go there. And so it got passed along. Yeah. Yeah. Cover it up. There's this, yeah. And, and so there's this really, um, tricky mix that when you have these high achievers, high performers who are overcoming, you're achieving certain levels of success because you're pushing through. Yeah. But the price that you pay is that you're using up everything you've got. Like there is nothing left in the tank and it could be the next thing that undoes you. Or you just at that point where you're like, my overcoming spirit has has worked until it's not working anymore. And I've got nothing left. Like I can't overcome anymore because I've, I've tapped into every reserve, into every resource and I've got nothing left. Yeah. And that's when I start to work with my clients when they hit that point. Well, and like, not only that, but you see, and I think that the, um, 
there's a book called The Body Keep Keeps Score. It's like, yes. yeah. So, and I think you yes. mentioned on the last, that episode, yes. because it's like your body is the one that's going to be like, you literally internalized everything and pushed it so far down. And now I'm just going to explode. Like I'm right. losing Because it. it has to go somewhere. That's, yeah. that's the, the lie of when we say, nope, I'm not going to indulge in that. I'm not going to be a victim. I don't need to wallow. No self-pity, which those are honorable intentions, but the solution of stuff it away, it doesn't disappear. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It just gets buried. Yeah. And that's the lie. It's like, oh, I haven't thought about that in years. So you think I'm fine. I'm over it. Yeah. No, it's just lurking in the shadows. And eventually you're not going to be able to keep it in the shadows anymore. It's going to start to affect your relationships, your health, your business, you know, everything. And the the deepest or biggest price that you pay, and this is the nature of trauma, is that you start to lose your identity because trauma literally creates a disconnect. So think about your, think about your emotions as a breaker box at your house and you go, oh, there's something that's short circuiting here and you flip a breaker it flips them all. Mm-hmm. So think about like that, your emotions, like, okay, there's something painful. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to address it. I don't want to be a victim. So I'm just going to flip that off. Like I'm going to disconnect myself from that place of pain, mm-hmm. but you don't get to just isolate yourself from disconnecting from that one thing. You disconnect yourself from everything. Yeah. So you not only disconnect from the negative, you also disconnect from the positive. Yeah. You don't get to pick and choose what you disconnect from. So in disconnecting from painful emotions, painful memories, you disconnect from positive emotions and positive memories. Mm -hmm. And in that you literally begin to lose yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So think about like a trauma response, um, within the world of survival, let's just get really basic and really primal. You know, when you're under threat, when an animal's under threat, you go into, you click into fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. There's no like, who am I? What am I capable of? You're just like survival. You tunnel vision into survival and it's like, okay, do I fight or do I run? And that becomes it. You're, you're not thinking about who am I? What am I capable of? What are my strengths? Anything like that. You're purely in that mode. And the problem is when you don't then that's meant to be a short term survival response. But when you don't address the pain or trauma, you stay in that on a long-term basis. And therefore you become incredibly, I call it logic dominant. You're all in your head. It's okay. Survival, coping, logistics, whatever I need to do to survive. We are not designed or wired to live in survival mode 24 Mm seven. It's exhausting and it's very disconnecting. Mm -hmm. It disconnects us from ourselves. It disconnects us from others. So when you no longer are tapped into who you are, when you're looking for clarity, I'm like, what's going on? Like, okay, I've hit this, I've hit this ceiling in my work that I can't seem to break through in my career. I've hit this blockage in my business and I cannot strategically figure out how to break through. I've hit this roadblock in my marriage. And like, we just keep hitting the same wall over and over and over again. For so many women specifically, we very specifically store trauma in our bodies, in our physical beings. So we're like, man, I, I'm working out all the time. I'm doing the good nutrition. I'm taking my supplements. I'm taking care of myself. And my body is just falling apart on me. What gives? 
because you've completely disconnected from yourself. You're not listening to yourself anymore. So then you start to look to all the external sources for what's the solution. How can I get clear? You look to the experts, you pay out money to the experts, you buy, you know, you buy the expensive tools, you do all the things except for looking at the pain and going, oh, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this thing that's affecting this domino effect. So you're all in your headspace. You're very logic dominant. You're very externally oriented, looking to all the answers of what tool do I need? What guru do I need to talk to? What course do I need to take? What retreat do I need to go to? I've done that. I hear you. Yeah. Like, or you want the solution. Do you find too, not only are they like, I'm going to buy all the tools, but they're in, if you're we're seeing this a lot right now. I don't know if you're seeing it with clients, but blame. I'm going to blame yes. everything else around me. Blame my parents. Blame my, where yes. I came from. Blame instead mm-hmm. of how can I, you know, figure yes. out how to get. Yes. Yeah. Dead on. Dead on. So you're doing, again, all this external looking and there's this weird relationship with <clears throat> I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not going to wallow in self-pity, but that exact thing of, because in our generation, there is enough awareness now of like, okay, I've heard of the trauma thing. I've heard of the, you know, therapy is starting to lose its, um, therapy or coaching is starting to lose some of that onus of, Ooh, you're in therapy. Something must be really wrong with you. It's becoming more culturally acceptable, but it's going, okay. So I have enough awareness to go, Oh yeah, my parents were really you know, really jacked up and that affected me, but it's kind of this matter of fact, really superficial Mm -hmm. thing. And it stays in the blame space. Mm -hmm. And this is very unpopular, but I'm just going to say it in a very straightforward manner. I'm like, own it. Like you have ownership over your life. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that people's poor decisions around you does not affect you. They do. Mm-hmm. But what you choose to do with that impact is up to you. Yeah. So you get handed a crap pile. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you asked for it. I'm not saying you deserved it. Nothing. I'm not saying it was your choice. It was just dumped in your hands, but you have a choice of what to do with it from there on, you know, from that point forward, yeah. you get to choose. So you can go, wow, this really stinks. This is really ugly. I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to like shove it down in my pocket because I don't want to deal with it and go, and you're walking around going, man, this stinks. Something stinks in my life. (laughs) 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 Or you can go, okay, I didn't do this, but what I choose to do with this from here on out, I'm, I'm going to clean this up. I'm going to find a place to dispose of this properly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my hands washed and I'm going to move forward. Right. And so when you haven't dealt with your pain, your trauma, the question that comes to mind, and this is, this is a mindset issue is what has this trauma, this pain kept me from? That's the question that runs on loop in our brains. It's kept me from that opportunity. It messed me up in this way. It's holding me back from this. The repetitive question is what has this kept me from? Mm. Where on the flip side, if you, instead of suffocating trauma and pain, instead of avoiding it, instead of suppressing it, just pushing it to the side, when you acknowledge it, when you grieve it, when you release it and move forward from it, the question then allows you that you're allowed to step into in your mind is 
what has that prepared me for? And all of a sudden it opens up a world of opportunity versus a fixation on limitations. Mm, And you're like, oh my goodness, because I can tell you, you know, I I just gave you that brief synopsis of some of the painful events in my life that for a long time had a very negative impact on me. I look back on that and I'm like, I developed a fiercely strong mindset because of that. I learned, I stepped into a whole new realm of empathy that I don't know if I ever would have carried for people if I had not walked through that. I learned how to advocate for myself. I learned how to research for myself. I learned how to gather tools and find things because I didn't have anybody walking alongside me going, Hey, here's a tool. I had to find it for myself. Right, right. And I look at that. I'm like, that's what it prepared me for. It prepared me for this calling that I'm in as a coach that I'm deeply passionate about where I went, I'm going to get certified. I'm going to step into the coaching space. And I'm going to give this everything I've got because I did not want people to feel stuck and isolated and alone of how do I deal with this? Like I did, yeah. because that's what all of my clients feel like they think they're the only one. And we hear this all the time. Like, Oh, I thought I was the only one. And we always discover as soon as we actually open ourselves up and reveal that, go, I'm in pain. I'm not doing well. Other people go, again, it's not like misery loves company, but people go me too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's freedom in that of like, wait a second, I'm not broken. I am not the only one. I'm not screwed up. This is not just my lot in life and how it's going to be like, well, I'm just always going to battle anxiety. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to deal with depression. I'm always going to wrestle with self-doubt in my business and my relationships. I'm always going to just be working through imposter syndrome. Like, no, yeah. No, you can put that to rest for good. Yeah. <laughs> so then going on from that, because like if you don't address the trauma and you're putting blame on things, things trigger you and you're constantly triggered and we're living yes. in this trigger society, truly. Yes. Like everyone, and I hate to say it, but it's like we're so offendable. Like it's the yes. most offendable society because trauma is not addressed and walked through. So you're constantly triggered on any little thing that I say accidentally or whatever. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, I've literally ruined that person's whole life because I triggered them. My goodness. And it's like, then blame goes back, whatever. So instead of living like that and let's help our society move on in a sense, um, I don't want that to sound heartless forward. Like just moving forward. You can't stay stuck. I say this all the time. Like how you just said you got like poop in your pocket. It's like, you need to change. Like, it's like, do you sit in your poop? No, you can get up. (laughs) You can change that and remove it. Walk away from it. Clean. You don't have to live in that. That's a choice. And you're choosing Mm -hmm. that way. So Mm -hmm. when you said like, let's address the trauma, walk through it. What does that look like? You said, you know, get rid of it. What does that like look like? What's that process? How do they do mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah, great question. So the um, like I said, when it's when the pain has not been addressed, there the most common coping mechanisms are suffocation, suppression, avoidance. You know, it's just, and that's what a lot of high achievers do. That's part of like the busyness, the workaholism the like always looking for that next achievement, it's avoidance. It's like, okay, if I can focus enough on the good, if I can accomplish enough and stay busy enough, I can keep that at bay. So really the first step is, and this process, it doesn't require, um, 
it's very <laughs> counterintuitive, especially for high achievers. I'm like, it's not about doing a lot of work, but the work you have to do is deep work. And the first step is the one that most of my clients, it's the hardest for them, but it's the most essential, which is to stop. Literally. Again, think about that fight or flight response. The first thing that you have to do to signal to yourself, like, Hey, you're safe now. You're not in that painful or traumatic moment anymore. You have to stop and literally go, wait a second. I'm not under threat. I'm okay. And the translating that into this coaching process, I'm like, you have to stop. So the never ending to-do list, the next goal, like setting the next goal and running after charging hard, all of the shoulds. Um, as people now say, and I love it, like you're shooting all should, over yourself. Yes. I should do this. Yeah, I should yeah, do yeah. that. I should do this. I should do that. I'm like, like halt, literally pump the brakes. You have to pump the brakes. And so first start, step of the process. And I mean, there, there are tools in order to get yourself to pump the brakes. Cause I, you can't just say to somebody, Hey, just stop. Like if they could have done that, they would have done it already. Right. Yeah. They would have figured out how to stop. They would have figured out how to like calm their system. But so there's a lot of steps within that or tools within that to get you to do that. But the first step is to actually stop and come to a place of quietness internally. And then it is, this is, this is the other hard part. So it's hard work that just then accelerates into really a lot of ease within the process. Um, But it's looking at those points of pain and think about it like a big bruise, like, you know, it's purple. And you have to press in. It's like pressing on the bruise a little bit going, okay, what exactly is the pain? You can't just be vague about it going, okay, where did this come from? And we do the work. And, you know, like I said at the very beginning, it can come from so many different angles. So it's actually defining your pain of like, okay, was it generational passed on? Was it just your upbringing? Was it a traumatic incident? Was it you know, one of the more obvious forms of pain or trauma, but you have to get quiet enough to hear that stuff that you've been avoiding. Yeah. It's like, okay, getting into that place of quietness, then it is pushing into the pain and going, okay, you are going to grieve it. This is not pity. It's vastly different. It's not wallowing. Pain is, pain is screaming at you because it hasn't been acknowledged. The trauma is screaming at you. It's you're getting triggered because it's going, Hey, you still haven't paid attention to me. You're still trying to pretend like this never happened. You're still trying to pretend like this hasn't impacted you. Mm -hmm. So you're giving it a voice. You are literally grieving it and releasing it. So internally it's just, you're giving it space to breathe and guess what? Then it goes quiet all on its own because all it wants to do is to be heard Mm -hmm. and acknowledged. Wow. So the second step of the process is just acknowledging it and grieving it, you know, walking through that, just like, I'm going to grieve it. So it it's done. Like the grip on you, wherever it is that you've buried it deep, just goes, ah, thank you for listening. It's, it literally is that simple. And we avoid it. We work so hard to avoid it. (laughs) And then once you like give it space to speak and breathe, you're like, oh, and then do you like address, like, do you like, okay. So when I, I interviewed Julie Duke, um, I think episode mm-hmm. five or seven anyways, like about freedom through forgiveness. So are you addressing like the, and you're grieving, you're saying like, okay, this did happen. So mm-hmm. the awareness, this did happen. Like it wasn't okay. Maybe, I don't know, depending on what it was, you know, yeah. and 
I like, like I need to let it go? Do you like write it on a paper and burn it? Like, what do you? Yeah, (laughs) that's a great question. So that's something that I have found is very um, personal and unique to each client and myself, like that I've worked with Mm -hmm. every person I have. I have a lot of tools in my toolbox where they're tried and true methods, but I customize it to each and every client. So it's hard to just give you this formulaic thing, which I think is part of the problem because we want to just be like, oh, you know, cry it out, forgive the person, move on. Sometimes it needs to look a little bit different for every person. Like, so for me, example, um, because I'm like, it's easiest for, I can choose to put my stuff on blast. I'm not going to put all my clients stuff on blast, but I can put my, my stuff on blast. Um, I am not a, uh, like I'm not a very, I don't have a very explosive dynamic kind of personality. Like, rah, I'm more chill, more level, more even I'm passionate about things, but as far as like strong emotions, I'm not very dynamic in them. I'm more low key. In some of the stuff that I had to deal with in the work, I had to actually go because it had been, it was so deeply painful. It had been buried for so long. I literally had to go, Hannah, it is okay to rage. Like I had to give myself permission of this was really wrong. It was really painful. It was really wrong that when you went forward to people about the abuse that you were told to sit down and shut up. Wow. I, I internalize that, yeah, like yeah. push it down, sit down, shut up. Yeah. That for me that I had to kind of force it. It wasn't faking it. I kind of had to force it of Hannah rage and let it out because that's how my body was storing it. I was paying the price right. in massive health issues. Yeah. And so I, this is just one example. I took everything that I was feeling, the name of the person, I wrote it out on a plate on a China plate. I just like in a Sharpie. And I needed to have a physical expression of it. I took it out in the middle of nowhere and I was like smashing plates on the ground and like screaming. That's amazing. That's got to feel so cathartic. Yeah. Something in me needed to break open. Like it had been just so tightly bound inside of me. I needed some physical representation of something breaking. And what it did was it like reverse engineered from my environment into my internal state of being where it was like, it broke inside of me as I was breaking something externally. Wow. And then other processes are much more subdued than that. There are so many different tools. And that's something that I'm intuitively listening to my clients and going, okay, I think they need this tool. I think they need to try this tool. Yeah. But it's this process of like expression and releasing of it, of whatever's been trapped and just feeling it. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, it's not fun to feel pain. And that's why we work so freaking hard to avoid it. But in that you're also sacrificing feeling all the good things. You're sacrificing feeling joy, freedom, fulfillment, excitement, passion. That's why you're feeling burned out, numb in a vicious cycle Yeah, because you've numbed everything. So it's like, Hey, if you want to feel the good stuff, Mm -hmm. you have to feel the painful stuff first. Yeah. That is the breakthrough point. Yeah. So I it's that, that expression. Well, I can see that being really healthy. I'm just like thinking of my children. Like that's a good exercise for a child in a sense, like a yeah. safe space to yeah. let out their emotions that, you know, I think a lot of times we're like, 
I don't, I don't even know if like, that's what I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's more like, you're fine. Not you're fine, but like, I don't know, don't act like that or yep. don't slam the and door. And so they have no outlet for that emotion. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is like, you have to give yourself an outlet. Do I encourage you like, oh, because you've had this thing happen. I can see why you're going off on that person. Cause they triggered you. Mm. No, mm. that is an unhealthy expression of that pain. Right. Yes. Yeah. But the solution is not being like, Hey, get over it. Right. Hey, don't do that. Right. 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 Like, well, then there is no outlet for it. Mm. So yeah, take like my four-year-old son, obviously when he's frustrated, I don't want him to start hitting me. Like I tell him nobody, you can't do that. And he gets upset. Right. Totally. And so he like, you know, you see this young kids, they're like, Oh, I'm so mad at you. And they want to hit you. Yeah. I'm not going to tell him you're not allowed to feel that way. Like he feels what he feels totally. Yep. But can I give him a framework and handrails for how to get that out of his system right. in a healthy way? So what I literally tell him is like, Hey, I understand that you're frustrated. It's okay to be frustrated, but you're not going to take it on on me if you need to get it. And I tell him, cause we, we get so disconnected again from our bodies because that's where we're storing our pain. So we disconnect from our bodies and we disconnect from ourselves I want to give him that expression. I'm like, you can go punch that pillow. Right. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. literally will just sit there and like punch it three times right. and be like, oh, I feel better. Right. Like he's, there yes. you go. Like go scream <laughs> in a pillow, go hit a pillow, go whatever. Yeah. Like if there's like a beanbag chair, take a, you know, wiffle bat. Yeah. You're allowed to be a human. Yeah. You're allowed to feel things, yeah. but it is again, your ownership of how you yeah. choose to get that out of your system, how you yeah. express it. And you're going, okay. I didn't suppress it. I'm not carrying it anymore. Mm -hmm. Great. Now I can actually move forward. Okay. So you grieve it and then Mm -hmm. you release it, move forward. So this is where once you grieve something, you've cleared out all of the negative emotion. This is where you get to reintroduce feeling safe again. This is again, an ownership process of, because when you don't feel safe, going back to the like primal you know, trauma response and how we survive and how we cope that disconnect of I'm just in survival mode. I don't have the luxury of feeling things. I just have to focus on survival. Right. You're reconnecting, you're resuscitating that identity of like, wait a second, I, I am safe. I'm not under threat anymore. So I'm going to start reconnecting to my gut instinct. I'm going to start reconnecting to Or, you know, for my guy clients, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't feel like that killer instinct that I have been out of touch with for so long because I've been doubting myself because I disconnected from myself because it was too painful to be in touch, like in tune with myself. So they go, wait a second, you're coming back into relationship with who you are. You're not looking to all these external people going, who am I? Tell me like, who am I? Mm. What am I good at? What should I be doing logically? You're going, wait a second. Let me drop into this. Like, who am I? What do I want? That's another thing where massive disconnect occurs is when you disconnect from yourself, not only do you lose who you are, you don't know what you want anymore. And want is want and desire are not a luxury. They are a necessity. Mm. They are powerful indicators in your decision-making process in life. So when you're going, what job would be fulfilling? What strategic move should I make in my business? That's actually going to be the right one for me. Right. Not looking at all the, well, they did that. So maybe I should try that. Well, this coach said this, and you know, this business coach said this, and you know, this guru or this like really successful entrepreneur did this. So let me just carbon copy that. 
it's not going to work for you. We're all unique. Like, do you take bits and pieces of it? 100%. There are times you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but going where you are able to go, okay, because I'm actually reconnecting with myself and who I am, because I've created safety for myself again, by actually feeling my pain and letting it out. And so I don't feel threatened anymore. I'm not overwhelmed anymore. I'm not avoiding pain. I can go, wait a second, what do I want? You know, that is one of the questions I ask every single one of my clients at the beginning of the process. And I kid you not, there's radio silence the first time I ask that question. Guarantee it. What do you want? What are your desires? They have not allowed themselves to ask that question for so long. It's just like, uh, yeah. Or it's never been asked. Like they literally never like been going through the motions yes. and hitting been the milestones, achieving. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. And that's when they hit that identity crisis. Like, wait a second, I've been successful. Like all my clients have achieved a level of success mm-hmm. that is like impressive. Yeah. But they're going like, is this success that actually means something to me? And there's this, there's this deep internal fear of, have I just built something that I don't actually care about? Did I seriously just invest the last five, 10, 15, 20 years of my life building something that I don't even want? Yes. And then you're like terrifying. Yeah. You're regretting. And then you're like, where did I not spend like the relationships? What did I sacrifice? Like this time that, oh, I believe it. Yeah. It's like quarter life crisis, midlife crisis. That's what it is going. Wait a second. (laughs) What do I have that I actually value? Mm. And oh my goodness, I have so much that I don't even care about, right. which is why you're not fulfilled, even though you're successful, mm. successful. Yeah. I put that in quotes. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, it's this process. It's a very structured process of getting back in tune with your intuition, getting back in tune with your desires and your wants, because I am not a proponent of I I don't say this critically, but my personal philosophy and approach within my coaching, it is not all woo woo. Like, what do you feel? What do you want? I think the powerhouse combination is when you pair your logic with your intuition, because we're given both of those for a reason. So where you've been heavily logic dominant, I'm not saying, Hey, kick the logic to the door. No, that serves you. It's powerful. It's strategic. It's tactile. Absolutely. But it needs to be paired with and balanced with your intuition. And that's where you go, logically and strategically, I see this. And now that I'm pairing it with my identity, with my desires, with my wants, with who I know that I am, that's when you develop clarity. That's when you develop radical confidence of this is what I want. This is what I know in my gut is the right move for my career, my business, my relationship, my growth, my health. Right. And you go, and I'm doing it. You're not going, is this the right move? Should I do this? Yeah. You are just like, I know what I need to do and I'm going after it. And that's like when flow kind of happens. Like you're like in that flow. And absolutely. Yeah. But that sweet spot of like, okay, I've got my logic. I've got my intuition. And I, I, I think of it in terms of double-mindedness or single-mindedness. The double-mindedness occurs, like there's so much instability in double-mindedness because you're literally at war with yourself, your mind. So you have the mind, the the thoughts of the mind, and you have the thoughts of the heart Mm -hmm. or the gut instinct. Mm -hmm. Those are our two like mind centers. We have an emotional mind and we have a logical mind. 
So when you think about like, man, you just feel conflicted, you feel unstable, you feel unclear, you're lacking in confidence. That's because you are literally at war with yourself. You're not at war with anybody else, which is what we want to do. Well, oh, they made me question myself. No, you questioned yourself. Yeah. So there's this double-mindedness, which makes us unstable. And it's like, okay, so it's this pairing, this bridging of a gap, which is the healing process. Like you cannot trust yourself. You can't Mm -hmm. trust that gut instinct when you're disconnected from it. So when you bridge that gap, when you walk through that healing, all of a sudden what you're doing is you're pairing the thoughts of your mind and the thoughts of your heart and your gut instinct. And it's that synchronicity. It's literally alignment where you go, it's the sweet spot, right? I know it in my head. I feel it in my gut and you run. Yeah. You're not jockeying, wondering, and that's when it, it's not like a F you to the world, but yeah. you're like, I don't need all this external validation. Yes. Yes. I don't need to run this past a million people to feel confident about it. Like, I just know yep. this is my path and I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. And then like so nothing else can distract you. Cause you're like, absolutely. So it's, yeah, it's streamlined. Mm-hmm. You're not distracted. And that's where just massive acceleration and your breakthrough occurs because all of this time and energy that's been going into all this sourcing for confidence, all this like, Oh, input, you get to take all that. So that's why this process I say to my high achievers, I'm like, this is not another thing to put on your plate to work on. Cause that is the last thing my clients want. They're like, I'm already figuring out working through overcoming so much. I don't need another thing on my plate. And like this process takes so much stuff off of your plate. You are now streamlining and simplifying so much of your time, your energy, your emotional input, mm-hmm. everything, it just simplifies. And finally figuring out what you want and your desires are yes. and aligning everything. Do you find that sometimes clients, just because, you know, like personal development work, like it, yeah. it's needed to happen again. Like they'll, like, it's like you work through this much and then you can get higher and then it's like, okay, well now we got to do it again. Like there might yeah. be something, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's when you level up, you're going to, it's going to highlight different things. Like I know for myself and it's, I don't say this to be in that, like, um, this isn't meant to say, this isn't said to be discouraging. It's said to actually be very liberating in the sense of don't feel like you failed. If you come across another thing you need to work through. Yeah, Like I have been digging into and exploring this work for 15 years in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I just go, man, like (laughs) as much time, you know, as much effort and awareness as I've put into this, I should be golden. No. But am I where, you know, it is ongoing. Like I hit a new level. I I hit a new season in life with new dynamics. Like, oh, the work I was doing when I was single is different than it was when I got married because Mm -hmm. hello, that person starts rubbing up against you and creating friction. You're like, whoa, I was never aware of this pain point in my life until it started getting pushed on. Right. And then I have kids and it's like, oh, introduce sleep deprivation, introduce so many things. And you're like, wow, that's bringing something else up to the surface. Yeah. But what I will say is the work every level comes with more ease because I'm more aware and I've developed more and more tools. And because I have practiced the process of working through my pain, it's faster and it happens with more ease. I'm like, Oh, I need to work through that. And instead of like run, (laughs) that being my response, I'm like, okay, it's not scary anymore. And so it happens with speed. It happens with ease. Mm -hmm. I overcome hurdles 
so much faster. And I can say, even though the work is ongoing, I am not the person I was 15 years ago when this work started. Right. Where it was like, like I can emphatically say, yeah. I'm a radically different person. Yeah. So it's not this, don't think about it as this endless loop of work to be done. It's, I think I said this actually, it's hitting me on the last podcast. Like it's a spiral. Mm. Like, yes, the loop occurs, but you're hitting, you're like, you're going upward every time. It's not a vicious oh, I like cycle. That. Yeah. It's not like a hamster wheel, same thing over and over and over again. It's the spiral staircase. You're like, okay, I'm still climbing the steps. Like it's work, just a circle, but it's leveling up and there's growth every time. And there's more ease because I'm becoming more conditioned. Yeah. Think about that, that spiral staircase. It's like, I'm getting stronger. I'm, I'm more conditioned for this. I know how to walk through this, this time. And I am going up, even if it might not feel that way, I'm going upward. Yeah. Absolutely. I think of, you know, John Maxwell, the five levels of leadership, like, you know, what level are you at? You got to keep pushing yourself, growing to expand. So, and it's growth is pain. We always say growth Mm -hmm. can be painful. I mean, but it, Absolutely. it's so worth it. Um, Absolutely. And when that work is done, when you get back in touch with that intuition center, when you begin to pair it with the logic, that's where it literally translates so tangibly into your life, into execution, into strategic, like really, you know, strategic clarity on your career, your business, the things in your life that you're just like, that's the thing that needs to change. This is the thing that's not working for me. This is the thing I'm going to shed. This is the thing I'm going to take on. And it translates so strategically. So that's the third phase of my process with my clients of not dismissing, like the, the initial stages of work are the most essential. I'm like, Hey, but we're going to translate this into actual strategic execution in your life. It's not going to stay in this place of awareness. Like you're going to do something with it. You're going to activate that breakthrough into all the areas of your life where you've been looking for growth, for acceleration, for clarity. It plays out in the real world. Right. So with your clients that have walked through this, what have you seen with their business? Like, I mean, you can give us example, like, you know, they only had like this much income. And then it went to this, like, I don't know, what Mm -hmm. are some examples of people who like have done the work and you've seen? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could brag all day long on my clients. Like I just, I work with the most incredible human beings. So, um, I'm thinking of, uh, yeah, there's so many I could talk about. So one of them, um, she runs her own business and it was very deeply impacted by COVID. Um, she's a organic, highly sustainable farm here in San Diego, actually. And she was servicing all of like the high end restaurants in San Diego. She had just signed, um, a deal with the Michelin star restaurant. So she was going to be the sole provider for all of their produce. I mean, like she's so excellent at what she does. So good at what she does. And she reached out to me and she's like, I'm my business, like my farm is going to be dead in the water. I have to pivot. I have, I have to figure this out and think about just the overwhelm, the pain of this kind of loss, this kind of devastation to something you have poured your blood, sweat and tears into for years. And you have literally no control over no control. So you could play such the victim. Like what has COVID kept me from that very thing of like, what has this painful thing kept me from? And she came to me in pain, like feeling the pain of it. She was at that really raw point of what do I do? I need, and I told you, I, 
I asked her like, what do you need the most from this process? And she said, I need the aha moment. I need to figure out what that pivot is, Mm -hmm. not the striving, working, make it work. Like I need to figure out what I need to like shift and get totally fresh perspective on. Mm -hmm. So we pressed in and did the work and she is building the most phenomenal new business model. She's going to be launched. I wish I could talk about it in detail, but I'm not allowed to. Um, but she is about to launch a phenomenal new line in her business that she is, it's not just, it is not survival because of COVID. She is deeply passionate about, she said it is even more deeply aligned with her values and the vision she had for her, her farm than the produce Wow, piece of her. She is like beyond excited. There's a beautiful market for it. So that's one of them. Like she, and she feels so peaceful and aligned yes. about it. She doesn't yes. feel desperate. Yeah. It's not like, okay, I'm going to make this work. There's not that yeah. striving energy to yeah. it. So that's one. Love that. Another, another one, like high achiever, high performer in the corporate realm. She was miserable in her job, but she loved her role. Like, so what she was doing was a good fit for her, but where she was doing it and how she was executing did not fit. She had a ton of self-doubt. I mean, this girl is like killer so intelligent, so skilled, so talented. And she was questioning herself constantly. And she was doing that thing of like, I got the job. I did the, this, I did the, that. Why am I so unhappy? And I feel selfish for feeling unhappy. Mm. People don't like, you get that criticism from people in your life. Like, what are you complaining about? You're doing great. Was it like imposter syndrome or so much, so much stuff, imposter syndrome, feeling just not enough, feeling guilty for not being happy when technically she's hitting all these milestones and her peers are going, what are you complaining about? What's wrong with you? What more do you want? Right. Oh, that phrase. What more do you want? Right. I don't know, maybe to not feel miserable inside all the time. Right. And she was like trying so hard. She has in general, a very positive like outlook on life. And she's like, I'm just struggling. She does the deep internal work. She gets the courage to leave the job, like broke the golden handcuffs. I call them the golden handcuffs of like, well, the job security, it's it's technically a great job. She's like, no more golden handcuffs. She broke them off, landed her dream job and doubled her income in four months because she was actually in a job where she was valued and they recognized her value. And because she was no longer dealing with imposter syndrome and who am I to actually go after what I want when I actually had the courage to say what I really wanted Mm -hmm. versus what I was simply accepting because people are telling me, what more do you want? You should be happy. Totally. She then lands the dream job and doubles her income. Like what in the world? Yeah. You know? Um, So good. Yeah. I could go like these, these are the kind of people I'm working with or the girl who like massive, I'm just thinking, man, she like crushed it. I just finished working with her. She comes to me and she's like, I've had health issues for so long. I, we share some similar stories. She had Lyme disease, all these things. And she could have looked at it and been like, this is why I haven't been able to. And she had this dream job that she really, really wanted very physically strenuous very demanding, Mm. a very elite, hard program to get into. Mm. And she said, you know what, there's something in my past that I know has been the thing that has held me back from stepping into this dream career. And I know it has nothing to do with the work in my Mm. career. So she finally, she came to me and she goes, I need to deal with my pain and I don't know how to do it. Cause she's Mm. like the epitome of overcomer, push through power through so much strength, but about to snap. We did the work. I kid you not. I can't wait. 
Oh my gosh. Eight weeks into our process, she got accepted into the program. No way. Like she's in the dream oh, job. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Game changer. She had been trying to get in for four years. Wow. See, she started dealing with her pain. And I'm saying it has nothing to do with me. Right. It's just me. It's just, I'm a guide. Right. They're doing the work. They are the right. ones who are just like crushing it. I, she calls me like not on a coaching call. She's like, I hope this is okay. I had to tell you I, I got in oh and my I was gosh. like, <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, of you course did the you work. did. I love it. This is what happens. Yeah. So it's, it's changes everything. So then like your, so let's just talk for the person listening. Who's like, I think she's talking yeah. to me, but maybe I'm not sure. Like, mm-hmm. should I call Hannah? So yeah. who's this girl that you're like, okay, if you are blank, 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 you need to work mm-hmm. with me. You need to call me. Let's just have a chat. Yeah. Who's that person? Yeah. Absolutely. So obviously high achiever, high performer. And um, if you have hit benchmarks of that success that you thought like, this is what I want. This is, this is going to be really fulfilling. This is going to make me feel good. It's going to make my life click, but you're sitting there internally questioning everything. Mm. You're feeling burned out. You're feeling numb because you've just, you've been trying to push down the depression, the anxiety, the lack of fulfillment, the exhaustion from always powering through, pushing through, figuring things out, doing all the things except this one thing. Right. If you're sitting there and your peers are not understanding it because you look successful, you look like you've got it together. They're telling you you're so strong, you're so resilient, but internally that's not ringing true. You're like, I am falling apart, but you don't feel allowed to say that. Mm-hmm. You don't feel allowed to say like, I'm screaming yeah. for a lifeline internally. Yeah. Like I'm screaming for a breakthrough when you've been putting so much effort into breakthrough in your relationships, like just wanting to break the cycle of whatever it may be in your health and just, you know, you're hearing their voices in your head that you just can't get to shut up. Like all the positive affirmations, all the meditation, all the, whatever it may be yeah. is not quieting those voices. And it's taking all the energy you have to get up and be like, no, I'm not going to let those crap voices call the shots today, which I commend you for that. But it's taking so much energy to override those instead of actually mm-hmm. quiet them for good. Mm-hmm we should get on the phone and talk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and there may be some of you who are like, like she said before, super high achievers. I'm doing so much already. I like, I don't have time. Like, how do I even have yes. put more on my plate? Listen, that's the work that needs to be done before anything else. Like she said, push pause, yeah. address yeah. the actual root cause mm-hmm. so that you can move forward. And maybe you're like some of the clients that she said that weren't even doing what they even wanted to do, but you didn't know because we didn't, you know, you didn't do the work to ask yourself, what am I, who am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? Like, and maybe it's because you're trying people pleasing, like she said, like just to impress or whatever, to feel good about accolades, but you're not actually in your, what you feel like your purpose should be. So, or if you're really scared that if you press pause and evaluate, you're going to find that what you've built doesn't matter to you. I just, I have to say like, it is never too late to deconstruct and rebuild. Mm. And this voice in your head that says that's going to take a ton of work and a ton of time. It's a liar. Mm. It's a liar. Mm -hmm. The process of deconstruction and rebuilding 
is so much less scary than you think it is. And your brain is telling you like, don't bail now, like just keep going. Don't question, don't stop, just keep going because your brain is telling you it's going to bring you down you know, to nothing and you're rebuilding and you're thinking about all this years of the massive effort, it will not be that again. It's yeah. not going to be that same process of building. It's going to be so radically different. Yeah. Well, and it makes me think, okay, so you're in a home renovation right now, but thinking of like a yeah. house like that is, you know, built, it's already built and it may have those you know, like termites, it may have some mold, but you're like, it's fine. It's still a shelter. Like, let's still live in it. Like we don't need to address those problems. We don't really need to like take apart the walls or demolition this or that. Let's leave it and just keep building upon it. Well, that doesn't like, how's that going to serve you later in the long run? Yeah, It eventually will catch up to you. It's eventually going to crumble. Right. And for you, Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm in the renovation. So I know. So it's like, yes, it's hard. Yes. It's like a little inconvenient for my life or my business but yep. it has to be done. Absolutely. It's, it's unavoidable. It truly is. Our brains want to tell us it's avoidable, but truly it's unavoidable. And yeah, the beginning of the process, it's a little bit gnarly. It's, it's messy. Not going to lie. It's inconvenient. It is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but that phase is so short Correct. compared to everything that follows after that then occurs with so much more ease. Yeah. And that's what I'm inviting you into. It's yeah. like, it's a process of ease. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. then flow and then you're living in flow and it's like, what, this is what I made for. I Magic. love it. Hannah, yeah. how can we get a hold of you? Like, where can they find you? What is, tell us what we need to do to set up Absolutely. this call. So you can uh, head to my website. First of all, uh, www.primecollaborative. That's my company name, primecollaborative.com. Uh, and you can grab a call with me there. Um, if you're on social media, which I think most people are, Instagram, you can head to my profile, Prime, Prime Collaborative, and grab uh, the link to schedule a call right there in my bio. And um, yeah, check awesome. it out. Awesome. Reach out, slide into my DMs. Yeah. Like, I love just connecting with people. Don't feel like if you have commitment anxiety about grabbing a call on the calendar, yeah. slide into my DMs. Just say, hey, I want to I wanna go back and forth a little bit. Yeah. This, I love it. Like I will gladly show up and talk. No pressure, no obligation, just here to serve. I so, yeah. love it. You're such a gem. Thank you so much for your uh, time today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, it's so fun. It's such an honor. I just think that it's so great to be able to have voices like yours and wisdom like yours because you walked through it, because mm-hmm. you, like you are literally the guide because you went through it. Um, yeah. So you're able to bring people out of that as well and be there and then be a guide for someone else possibly. So yeah. um, just thank you for being here today. And we're so excited for maybe another episode with you, Hannah, because there's so much that Hannah can give us. You guys, we were talking about <laughs> when, like when you're in your, female flow, like how that can affect you in business and in life. And then also the Enneagram. We just, we need to dive in more into those topics for another day. I'm here for it. I'm here. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you. Talk to you guys later. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, let us know. I love hearing from you guys. Tag me on Instagram at Meredith underscore Franklin and make sure to subscribe and leave me a review and tell us what you loved most about this podcast. Don't forget to send this episode to someone in your life who you know needs to hear this message. I love adding value to all of you. Thank you so much for listening and sharing. It means the world to me.